Welcome to NFL Live. And what does this list of star quarterbacks all have in common? The answer is our special guest in studio today, Orlando Brown Jr., who has protected each of the first four you saw and will be protecting Joe Burrow in Cincinnati uh, this year. Now, so Orlando Brown Jr. Yes, sir. Welcome to <laughs> We'll get to that. I'm Dan Graziano here with Orlando Brown Jr., Dan Orlovsky. We have Mina Kimes also on today's show. As you see here, we have lots to get into this afternoon. But with Orlando here, we want to start talking about his new team and his former team. Chiefs-Bengals has quickly become one of the league's hottest rivalries and it's spilled over into this offseason. Joe Burrow called Patrick Mahomes the best quarterback in the league, which isn't exactly trash talk, but it led to this. You were asked about the number one player in the NFL. With very little hesitation, you said Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Everybody knows that, yeah. That's easy. MVP. He said Pat. Who said Pat? Joe. Pat who? <laughs> so, uh, Patrick Mahomes, a short time after at the Chiefs Super Bowl ring ceremony, uh, tweeted this, a picture of him with his two Super Bowl rings saying, that's who, uh, and a couple of ring emojis. And then Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey, who you see in the background there, made it clear shortly thereafter that he has his quarterbacks back. I thought it was a little bold, you know? <laughs> so the yeah. guy's a two-time league MVP. Two-time mm -hmm. Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. To say Pat who is like a little disrespectful. Who doesn't love some good locker room banter, man? Shout out to Jamar Chase for, you know, holding it down for his QB, but <laughs> don't you ever disrespect Pat Mahomes now. If you want to talk your shit, talk your shit, pimp, just better back it up. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a real thing. I mean, so these, these two teams have played four times in the last two years, including the playoff games. All four of them have been three-point games. And, and you look how close they are overall. This is the total score in those games. Bengals 108, Chiefs 102. A total of six points separate them over four games. And, of course, the two biggest games they played were AFC Championship games, yep. uh, the winner of which went to the Super Bowl, uh, Cincinnati two years ago, and the Chiefs uh, this past year. And when the Chiefs went to the Super Bowl this past year, they won, they beat the Eagles, and Orlando Brown was their left tackle. So we want to start with you. Absolutely. What is this rivalry like from the inside? I mean, man, it's, it's insane. You know, I think when we look at the dynasty and, and the things that, that are being created in front of us, man, it reminds me a lot of New England and Indianapolis with Tom and Peyton had. Uh, I mean, man, these rivalries are so, so special and important games to each organization, man. I think, you know, the trash talk you see isn't even close to what's in between the lines. Is that right? the whistle. I mean, man, not even close. <laughs> so, uh, but man, I mean, it's special, man. And it's great for football. It's great for the NFL across the league. Uh, I mean, we, we need these type of things, man. This is, this is what it's all about, man. Playing for the big ones. Yeah, spoken from someone who's probably going to be on the uh, receiving end of some pretty significant trash talk when yeah. you guys meet this season. <laughs> I can't wait for that game. Um, Orlando hit it. What's so great about this rivalry is how close it's been, how evenly matched these teams are. Obviously, a lot of that flows from the fact that they have two of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, two of the most efficient offenses in the NFL. But I would contend a big reason why it's been so close has been the play of the Bengals' defense. I mean, look at this. Patrick Mahomes versus Cincinnati versus Patrick Mahomes versus the rest of the league has been about half as efficient in terms of EPA per play. And it really, to me, has a lot to do with the game plans that Lou Anarumo has cooked up 
for you guys, or was he used to be you guys, now he's on your side, because every game has been so different. They varied their pass rush plans. Of course, we all remember the infamous drop eight uh, second half in the AFC Championship. They varied their coverages. They've thrown a bunch of different looks on the back end. They varied the times at which they've blitzed. Overall, I think Lou Manarumo has done the most important thing when it comes to playing these elite quarterbacks, which is you have to make them think and create a bit of confusion. And it's a huge part of why this rivalry is so good. Was the uh, trash talk between you two different than Kansas City and other teams? Uh, I mean, it just depends. You know, those Raider games are pretty big, believe it or not. Too. Yeah. And sure. uh, I mean, man, I would I would definitely say I was more fired up to play the Bengals than any other team. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. But uh, I mean, yeah, man, it's pretty. It's go pretty go back to last year's AFC title game because Mina yeah. just talked about it. Like, yeah, you guys are go to the AFC championship game since he's had your number for. Yeah. Two years or so now with Lou Anarumo to Mina's points. Yeah. Patrick's got the ankle. Yep. Juju's hurt. Yeah. What was, like, the overall belief offensive line-wise in yeah. your guys' eyes knowing our guys hurt, our, starting, our number one wide receivers yeah. banged up? Like, how, how, how do you go against the defense, or what was the mindset against the unit that it had your guys' number in, in many ways. Yeah, I mean, man, it was simple, man. You know, with what was on the line, being the Super Bowl, and the importance of that, nothing else matters, you know what I mean, as a player in those type of situations. And we understood that guys were going to have to step up that maybe necessarily didn't play as big of a role during the season. And, I mean, MVS was able to Did you to guys expect it. that out of MVS? Like, did you see yeah. it? Yeah, I mean, man, we, you know, it's understood that in the building, you know, any given Sunday, man, it's your responsibility to show up. And we got the, up, we had the utmost confidence in MVS, man, and what he could do. Yeah. And he was able to go out there and do that, man. But up front, I mean, it's our responsibility to protect the quarterback. And, you know, with the circumstances being getting to the Super Bowl, obviously what happened to them in years past, you know, you hear about the Tampa Bays and the Super Bowls sure. against Tampa Bay. I mean, we had to step up. And, uh, man, we were able to do that, man, and, and collectively as a unit, we were able to go out there and win that game. Yeah, MVS. I mean, it wasn't just Juju that was hurt. I mean, they were yeah. you guys were down to, to very little at receiver, and yeah, he obviously had, wide out. had yeah. the big game. Not yeah. quite, but they were they were close. Maybe one or two more injuries. Bengals and Chiefs are, are obviously near the top, or if not at the top, of anybody's AFC rankings. But if you look at the rest of the conference, at least on paper, it looks like it's going to be loaded. Here are teams four through ten in percentage chance to make the playoffs, according to ESPN Analytics. You'll notice an awful lot of good quarterbacks on here, but. There are only three teams that have a 70% chance to make the playoffs in the AFC uh, at the top, the Chiefs and the Bengals, who we were talking about, and also uh, the Buffalo Bills, who I think a year ago like, kind of went in as a lot of people's favorite, yeah. right, to, to, to win the conference. Uh, so, Mina, what do the Bills have to do to stay in this conversation that we're having about Kansas City and Cincinnati at the top of the AFC? Yeah, well, defensively, the return of Von Miller is huge. His loss is really felt with the standard pass rush last season. But for me, something that's really key with Buffalo, and this is something that jumped out to me. I was just watching um, the last few games of their season last year is pass protection. Mm -hmm. Because when I look at those three, I swear I'm not just sucking <laughs> up to the offensive line because Orlando's <laughs> here. But when I look at these three teams, I see a Chiefs offensive line that I expect to still be extremely strong, a Bengals offensive line that just got a lot better, and a Bills offensive line with some question marks. I think last year on the right side in particular, uh, you saw some issues on the interior. They did shore that up. They drafted Osiris Torrance. Ryan Bates is joining the group. But if that offensive line can't be more consistent, I think that could be potentially one of the biggest problems for this team, especially early on. 
Yeah, I get that. I get that too. You know, I think another thing that's kind of uh, not necessarily always spoken about is the positive effects of a proper run game. Um, when you have a proper run game for an offensive line, the things that that does for you, obviously with Josh Allen being as mobile as he is, what he can do, you know, I mean, it read options and their quarterback style, third and third and shorts, things that they do. I mean, it's special. But man, when you have a run game, it doesn't matter necessarily what your offensive line is. They're going to be able to go out there and produce. And, uh, you know, I mean, Gosh, it's, it's so many examples of that throughout the history of football. But, I mean, man, I think that's the biggest thing for uh, Buffalo. All right. So, you took me where my mind was going to go. I, yeah. I think second year for Ken Dorsey is going to be huge for their offense. I really oh, yeah. believe that. I, I want to ask you and, and kind of yeah. teach everybody at home. Yep. If you're, you're the offensive line, yep. right, and I'm constantly leaning on the passing game too it's much. Hard. Tell me why it's hard. Like, tell yeah. everybody at home why it's so hard and stressful yeah. on you guys. Yeah, it's very difficult, man. I mean, we look across the NFL at the type of talent that the defense is in position. I mean, from Nick Bosa, Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, what they can do to disrupt the game from the pass, pass rush standpoint is insane. And when you have the opportunity to run the ball, to make them play honest. What to, does that do for you? Like, if I'm the yeah. play caller yeah. and you're my offensive lineman and yeah. I'm committed to being – a little bit balanced, mm -hmm. and I'm allowing the run game to be a part, how does yeah. that help you in pass pro? I mean, it gives you the confidence to mix up your footwork, to mix up your sets, mm -hmm. to allow yourself to be aggressive in those situations as opposed to being passive. Uh, there was a, a time last year we played the Tennessee Titans. I mm -hmm. believe we had 71 pass attempts. Pat did. Uh, man, I mean, it's very hard in those type of games to go out there and consistently win every single one-on-one. -on -one. This guy is getting paid as well. You know, he's got a family sure. to feed as well. So, uh, but, man, I mean, I think – it gives you that confidence that knowing that the opponent that you're playing has to play you honest, and you get to be aggressive. You get to mm -hmm. mix up your footwork. You get to strike violently and do all these extra different things in, in your pass pro. Buffalo uh, ran the ball all right on you guys, like in Kansas yeah. City last year. They yep. played in the regular season, and, yep. and they were able to, to, to win. But I think Von Miller was a key in that game. For Big them, time. Right? Like Big that time. was is having him back will make them a different team again? Absolutely, man. I mean, we're talking about one of the greatest to play the game, in my opinion, man. And, you know, when you have a guy like there out there that has that football IQ, that has an understanding, not just pass rushing, but the overall game, the effect that he can have mm -hmm. on the game. I mean, he's special, man. And he shows up at the right time every mm -hmm. single game. Obviously, that injury affected Buffalo uh, a great deal down the stretch uh, and in the playoffs. So we'll see uh, how quickly he comes back and how well. We come back on NFL Live. We have a lot more to do with Orlando Brown in studio. He and Orlovsky are going to break down the key plays pay made by Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl that led to that comeback victory over the Eagles. Plus, Adam Schefter will dive into the offseason running back market. Hear why Orlando says Saquon Barkley deserves a bag instead of the tag from the Giants. NFL Live is brought to you by Onyx Collective's Anthem, an original documentary premiering June 28th, only on Hulu. What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. 
They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Here's the next UFC event from the Apex in Las Vegas with our middleweight main event. The prelims begin Saturday afternoon at 4 Eastern, 1 Pacific, followed by the main card at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific. It's all on ESPN, ESPN Deportes, and ESPN+. Plus. We're back on NFL Live, and we've got running backs on our mind today. Hand off to Cook. Hand off Elliott. Barkley to the left side. Keep running. The end zone hits the pile up. Ball game. Bye-bye, Josh. Ezekiel Elliott. You are Mr. Jacobs going to get the franchise back. Release running back Dalvin. Nobody's happy in this running back market. Saquon. Josh and Tony, our top three guys, getting franchise tagged and really capping the market to say, nope, you're going to have to risk it all again on a one-year guarantee contract. It's just tough for me to accept. They're not appreciating the running back position. I want to be a giant for life. I'm not trying to reset the running back market. When you have Josh Jacobs, when you have Saquon Barkley, running backs that came in doing it the right way, they should be getting paid. Running back market has been a hot topic of conversation this offseason, and our own Adam Schefter dove into the tagged running backs, the franchise tagged running backs, in his annual offseason questions series. At the quietest time of the year, there's still significant work that looms for the Cowboys and Tony Pollard, the Giants and Saquon Barkley, and the Raiders and Josh Jacobs. Touchdown, Teams have until Monday, July 17th to sign their franchise players to multi-year contract extensions. on the tag? We got to July 17th, right? So, um, I guess I will make those decisions or start thinking about that when July 17th comes. If no long-term deals are reached by then, there will be questions about when each player will report to camp, what type of shape they'll be in, and what will happen to them next offseason. Pollard, Barkley, and Jacobs already have proven they're invaluable to their teams. No one's going to catch Barkley! Touchdown, Giants! Their value continues to be debated through a running back market that has been, at best, flat. I think it has so much to do with how the game has changed. That's been towards a heavier shift towards the pass. Running backs are just not getting as many carries in total. Howard finished third among running backs last season in yards per rush. Barkley had the league's fourth most rushing yards, and Jacobs led the league in rushing. Still, these players have watched other positions taken care of in a way running backs are not. Touchdown, Cowboys! Reinforcing this football truth. As dependent as some teams can be on running backs during the season, 
They are rarely treated that way in the offseason. Let's put this into context for you. Here are all the offensive players making at least $25 million guaranteed on their current contracts. Plenty of tackles, quarterbacks, and wideouts, but only three running backs. Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, and Derrick Henry. And all those guys signed three years ago, by the way. These are not new contracts that they're on. Uh, there are almost three times as many tight ends making that kind of guaranteed money. So, Orlando, as a tackle, when you look at this, I mean, your position does very well. The market seems to go up every single year yep. for that position, yep. as it does with most, but not for yep. running backs. What do you think? I mean, man, it's it's uh, it's really unfortunate just because of the way the game's gone to a pass-centric style uh, offensive system for most teams. Uh, and we're paying these quarterbacks so much money, man. That's what people are coming to see. And, uh, man, it's very unfortunate because I believe guys like Saquon Barkley deserve the money they get. And not just because of what they do in the run game, but what they do in the pass game. Uh, catching the ball out of the backfield, what he's doing uh, in protection uh, is so important to the success of an offense. And, you know, obviously I know Coach Kafka out there, man, how important that is for him. Uh, but, man, I mean, it's a very undervalued, underappreciated position, man, that, you know, for a long time held a lot of value in this league. But, you know, so many people have been able to win without him that, you know, the, the arrogance of it is that they can move on from the position. Cheaper options. Your point about uh, pass protection being undervalued is really interesting, Orlando, because I would argue one of the best pass protecting backs in the entire NFL, Ezekiel Elliott, is still unsigned, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, which suggests that teams might not be valuing that. I I'm going to flip this a little bit um, because I think the other side of the whole running backs don't matter phenomena is the belief amongst front offices and coaching staffs that offensive linemen matter more and play a bigger role in rushing productivity. I, ahead of the draft, I was talking to a coach on the offensive side about whether Bijan Robinson, Jameer Gibbs might go early, and he said to me, I'd rather have a guard in the first round. And that's reflected when you look at the franchise tag values. Dan alluded to these over the last eight years as running back franchise tag has actually gone down. Offensive linemen's franchise tag has gone up 40% in that time. And you see it in the decision-making of really smart teams like Philadelphia, a team that has probably the best run-blocking offensive line in football and decided running back is a position we're not going to invest in heavily this offseason because we know that whoever we put behind that offensive line is probably going to be pretty efficient. And you really see that when you look at the best run games in the NFL, they tend to be the ones with very strong offensive lines in terms of run-blocking. I think the running back market is a situation where multiple things can be true. I mean, look at the last like five Super Bowl champions. Yeah. None of them had a heavy paid yeah. running back. That, yeah. That's not my opinion. That's a fact. Mm -hmm. Orlando said something that I found interesting. So he was talking about how the pass catching option of backs has become more important and the mm -hmm. pass protection. I think part of it is really smart offensive coaches have taken the traditional third down back when like you were a kid yeah the third down back was the guy that you would bring in like the Kevin Fox of the world or so, yeah. pass pro and pass catchers they run those guys out on first down now yeah because of the way that the game has changed yep. so they they think that the back or the value of that back is a little bit more flexible because you can use them on first downs now I think second of all is and it's interesting to ask you this question Orlando the scheme yeah. that we're, we've seen the Gary Kubiak, yeah. Mike Shanahan scheme start to dominate the NFL. Absolutely. Mina just talked about it. A guy was like, I'd rather have a guard. Mm -hmm. it, you as an offensive lineman, do you – this puts you in a tough spot, but I'm interested in your perspective. Yeah. Do you think that if your five offensive line are good enough in the run game that you can plug and play any back? Or do you think that the back has to really marry – 
who the offensive line or what the offensive line is best at. Yeah, I think it, I think honestly, it's collectively, it all has to marry from the system to the offensive line to the running back. Uh, and in some situations, man, some teams are still behind in their offensive system where their run game formations do not match their pass game formations. So teams know that when they're in certain formations and personnel, they're running the ball. But I, I feel as though everything has to marry up. You know, you cannot have a really good offensive line and not a good back because those holes won't get seen. Mm -hmm. They won't get ran through the right way, um, you know, and vice versa. You know, uh, I, I, you know, I look at, you know, my guy Pacheco last year, what he was able to do, man. I think as a collective perfect unit, marriage with it was a guys. perfect marriage, you know. I mean, we're it's doing the, under center uh, runs and doing all different types of things. Sorry. Pacheco is the perfect case study yeah. for why this is happening, right? Because yeah. the Chiefs, you don't, it's not a Kubiak run game. You guys use a lot of power concepts. Yeah. When he came into that offense, you saw a different with a difference with his yeah. violent downhill running style, running behind, pulling offensive linemen. He is a difference maker. He was also a seventh round draft yeah. pick, and thus yeah. you see why teams feel like, well, we don't have to pay a guy or grab a guy. So running backs can be difference makers. The problem is those difference makers are available later in the draft. Yeah, and Pacheco, but again, he was a rookie, so it took him a while, right, yeah. to get up to speed with the rest of you guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, once he hit it, he hit the ground running, man. Yeah, yeah. obviously. You yeah. won the Super Bowl. That's pretty good. <laughs> right anyway, when we come back, uh, Orlando has played with a lot of talented quarterbacks in his career, and we are going to hit him with some rapid-fire questions on that group. Talk about who's the best at various things. Orlando knows a thing or two about asking tough questions, too. Listen to this. How many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to NFL Live. We have Orlando Brown Jr. with us all day. He blocked for Patrick Mahomes in the Chiefs' Super Bowl victory over the Eagles. Now he's with our own quarterback uh, ready to, to take us through some touchscreens in a segment that starts out being called Dan doesn't feel short enough uh, and then moves into some fun stuff about Orlando Brown blocking for Patrick Mahomes Did in the Super Bowl. Did you get caught up there going from Orlando Brown Jr. and Patrick Mahomes to me and him together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, right. I'm looking up at both of them. Yeah. All right, two plays from the Super Bowl, a little bit of scrambles with and, and Orlando, I, I yeah. want you guys, I want you to kind of 
Bring the viewer into these moments. Yeah. What happens from the defensive perspective, and then yeah. what's it like blocking for that guy who's the best player in the NFL at that position? Of course, man. We're talking about one of the best here at what he does, and, you know, there's so much going on in this play right here, obviously, with, you know, center checking 57, man, the D-tackle the slipping, my guy making an inside move. I've got the understanding here that, you know, keeping – this guy in front of Pat, allowing him to, you know, maneuver in the pocket, man, without, you know, 94 being able to touch him, man, is really important. So, you know, they have been running a lot of games up until this point as right, well. So you play in left tackle here, all right? Yeah. Uh, you, you said the defensive tackle slips and then the yeah. defensive end makes an inside move. When he makes it, like, what is that? Yeah. You, t you explain that to us. Of course. I mean, right here, uh, I, I believe that they had a game called, like, some type of exit stunt where the defensive end will be coming inside. The tackle will be going outside right here, man. And, you know, they have been running it up so much up to this point. I thought the guard was going to beat her. I didn't necessarily feel him slip. But uh, So you're is, saying this, this yeah. you're expecting the guard Absolutely. to be a little bit of a helper in as, yeah. as this being, defensive end goes inside. Exactly, and being able to pass this game off right here, man. But, you know, 15 is able to make something shake. I, I'm, I'm able to watch 94 down. Uh, and, you know, obviously Pat gets off his platform what's here. The thought, what's the thoughts here? Like, oh, it, man. When, when you oh, – yeah. Josh has got you kind of a little bit beat there, so oh, to speak. Yeah. Like, is it just – Push yeah. as hard as you can. What's the mindset? Of course, man. You know, at this point, you know, I'm just kind of fighting for my life, literally, you know, because I can see Pat right there in my peripheral. But, man, my mindset is if I can keep at least five fingers on yeah. him, a full palm, I was just going to ask you, how around. hard is it there yeah. to run the guy, first of all, put your arm on Absolutely. me, to so look at that Absolutely. extension oh, yeah. and not hold him? Oh, very hard, very hard. But that's the idea of the position, man, that you've got to adapt and understand. You know, it's 2023, man. And, yeah. you know, that's part of the game. What's you the know? key? How do you make yeah. – like, is it the feet? Are you running yeah. the feet? Are you running your body? How does oh, yeah. it work it's the, for you? It's the full idea that I'm going to use his momentum uh, as much as I can to get him out of position, and I'm just playing a near shoulder, pushing him upfield. And then what happens at the Ooh. end of this yeah, play man. right there? Yeah, man, it's the one where he hurts his ankle right here. You know, that was that was a big shock to all of us. All right, so backside left tackle. This is yeah. late in the game. I think this is third down, right? This it is, is that big yeah, scramble by so. Patrick. Yeah. Yep. Again, you guys have done such a great job against this defensive line. Yeah. A couple things that stand out in this play. Yeah. First of all, it's again against Josh Sweat, I believe, at left tackle. Yeah. Second thing that's really interesting to me, yep. Pacheco comes and Absolutely. helps you. Did you know he was coming over? Yeah, man, that's just by design. Uh, some things that we have planned in this game plan, man, with like a, a run fake here with like a chip outside basically and uh man he's just kind of getting out to the flat right here we've got five we got one-on-ones across the board man so it's important right here for everybody to win and uh man i mean everybody's everybody's pretty much blocked up man we got seven outside of the screen it worked out perfectly when you know pacheco's coming over are you sitting in a certain area absolutely specifically I'm to, wise oh yeah I'm, th I'm thinking of more using the running back chip as a funnel uh allowing that running back chip to uh, put that defense alignment on me. Uh, you know, I, some some tackles don't don't like uh, running back chips. Me personally, I don't mind it, man. I'm just I'm gonna use it against you and, and kind of make you have to play through me in those situations. And then that leads to the huge scramble by Patrick. That's probably the play of the game. Yeah. And this Did is you guys make is. fun of him for it? Oh, not at all, man. This is who he is, man. I mean, this is <laughs> that's that's what he does, and you know that's that's why we were able to win that game right there. You know, on a hurt ankle, games on the line. You know, I, no one's open, and you know, protection's breaking down late in late in uh, protection. And that's what he's able to do, man. So interesting. One play, yep. sweat goes inside, move, yep. and you just got to do everything you can to run him with your arm and your feet. And exactly. the next one, yep. you sit inside, knowing Pacheco's going to come on like a little bit of a cross help exactly. and make sure you get the chip on him. Yep. That creates the huge hole inside for Patrick to run away. Exactly. A lot of thinking in this. I just like yeah. like Dan being polite to the guest. He's like, you know, Josh had you a little bit beat here. Yeah. And, and he's like, no, I'm fighting for my life. Oh, yeah. Like, that's, like, that's, that's the game, man. Yeah, that's what it's yeah. about, though. You know, Orlando's obviously a man can of I many ask, talents. Can I ask you? Oh, sorry. Mina, what do you got? 
Oh, no, I was just watching those plays, which are great. It struck me that between Patrick Mahomes and now Joe Burrow, you have two quarterbacks who are not perceived as the most dynamic runners in the NFL, but might be the best in terms of climbing up in the pocket, finding lanes and scrambling. I think that's a commonality between those two quarterbacks. As a tackle, moving from that offense to the Bengals offense, how does that affect you in terms of your sets, how you create pockets, just knowing that the quarterback, the guy behind you, is a real threat to climb that mm. pocket and find an escape lane up the middle. Yeah, no, it'll be very different for me uh, personally. Obviously, a lot of these drops by Patrick uh, right here in the Super Bowl were similar to kind of what I've, I'm going to see in Cincinnati. But so many different concepts that we run in Cincinnati compared to Kansas City from a from a pass standpoint with the receivers. Uh, you know, it's going to be a lot more firm. It's going to be on me a lot more quicker. Uh, you know, I'll be able to be a lot more aggressive in certain situations, just given the personnel and, and the way that they call plays in Cincinnati. Now, it's funny, you've blocked for a lot of different kinds of quarterbacks. Yeah. And we go back to Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray in college, Lamar Jackson early in your career, Mahomes, yep. and now it'll be uh, Joe Burrow. So we wanted to hit you with some rapid-fire questions about the guys uh, no, that you have blocked oh for. Of the quarterbacks you've protected, who has the strongest arm? Ah, man, I mean, gosh, you got to give it to 15, right? I mean, man, he's, he's, he's crazy. Yeah. I, I think who's yeah. the most accurate? Most accurate? Gosh, man. Burrow is pretty accurate, man. He's yeah. an accurate, very accurate quarterback. Just one mini camp, and you and you have that. Oh, uh, that's clear, man. Be on the other sideline as well. The, the quarterback that you protected for him was the hardest to sack. Hardest, hardest for the other team to sack. Oh man, that's Lamar Jackson. You know, Kyler's close. Yeah. <laughs> hardest to understand in the huddle. Ooh, hardest to understand. God, man, I didn't really have any issues, but. Man, that's, man, that's. I had no issues. All right, we'll pass on that one because I want to get to this next one. Worst dancer. Worst, worst dancer? Yeah, worst dancer. <laughs> oh, I think man. I know the answer. <sighs> I don't know, man. Come on, we need an answer. I, I gotta give Pat. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's hard to say. He doesn't want to say anything bad. Groove, dog. Yeah. I like Burrow, though. <laughs> Burrow might be the worst, the dancer. worst dancer. He might be the worst dancer, Ooh. dog. I know he got a little two step, man. Most swagger. Most swagger. Who has the most swagger of anybody you've blocked? <sighs> I've known, I've known Spake forever, man. I got to give it to Bake, dog. Bake. Yeah, yeah, that's I just, fair. I, I, I <laughs> commercials. Guy, Most the underrated. Picture Pat Hill with yeah, the rings. Yeah, I got to give it to him. That's a lot of Bake, swagger man. when you got the two Super Bowl rings <laughs> on. All right, that was good stuff. We didn't get all the way through the question. We got through most yeah. of them. I do want to show you this, though. There's, did you see this gender reveal that's making the rounds on social media today? Watch this. Ooh, Look at this. Look at like the guy. Watch, watch the dad when the, when the reveal happens. Watch him. Watch him. Watch him. What? What? Oh, what is he doing? Guy. Ha -ha line <laughs> guy. O line guy through and through. That guy's putting out nothing but guards, man. Good for him. That was pretty good. <laughs> How are these guys? trying to tell us something about the kid's future <laughs> or what? <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Yeah. The base is on point, hands ready to go, arch in the back. The guy's on the money. Good technique. <laughs> And, and listen, we also have new on NFL Live. We wanted to share this with you if you're wondering what I'm doing here. Uh, our, our own Field Yates uh, is a proud papa. This is, uh, hey, baby this is Palmer Duke Yates, born Woo! on Friday, I believe during NFL Live, uh, as, uh, as Field was there watching from the hospital. So congratulations to Field and Chapin and big okay. sister Kinley and uh, the Yates family is at home. And everybody, I'm told, is doing very well. So, congrats, baby stuff. face. Beautiful, man. Congrats. He'll be back before long, but yes, I love him tending Palmer to Duke. more important things. That's what he's. That's what the text said. Palmer. Duke. I think the tweet probably said that too. That's amazing. That's Palmer first. Duke Yates. Field Chapin Kin Kinsley Kinley. I believe it's Kinley. And Palmer Duke. So yeah, you can ask Field about all that when he gets back. Up next on NFL Live, Orlando Brown played for the Ravens with Lamar Jackson earlier in his career. He will explain how Baltimore can get the best out of Jackson in their new look offense when we come back.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The first round of this year's NHL draft is Wednesday at Bridgestone Arena in Nashville. 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific on ESPN and ESPN+. Plus. John Bucci-Gross will host along with a cast of hockey experts who will provide stats, information, and break down each pick. Blackhawks have the first overall pick. Winning the Connor Bedard sweepstakes, spoiler alert, ESPN Plus will have rounds two through seven on Friday. We want to talk now about another of Orlando Brown Jr.'s former teams. The Baltimore Ravens have seen a lot of changes on offense this offseason. Brought in a new offensive coordinator in Todd Munkin. Signed Odell Beckham Jr. in free agency. Drafted another wide receiver, Zay Flowers, in the first round. And, of course, locked up quarterback Lamar Jackson on that big new contract extension. So take a look at one possible configuration of Baltimore's new offense. Got Lamar and J.K. Dobbins in the backfield. But uh, pass catchers got a little bit of a makeover. You see the two new guys there uh, on the left. And, of course, uh, Lamar still has former first-round pick Rashad Bateman and three-time Pro Bowl tight end Mark Andrews, and here's Lamar talking earlier this offseason about what all of this could mean for him. I mean, I want to throw for like 6,000 yards with the weapons we have. <laughs> like, you know, and I'm, I'm not an individual award type of guy or stat watcher, you know. I just want to do that, you know, because no one ever done it, and I feel like we have the weapons to do it. You know, we got explosive guys. You know, saying, you know, the new addition, um, Zay, OBJ, and we got Bateman going to be 100% healthy, dude, going to be healthy, you know. I can't forget about Mark. I can't forget about my boy Mark. <laughs> and, you know, likely, so it's just can't wait to get rolling. So it looks a lot different than it did when you were there in terms of the, the offense and the configuration. And, and the coordinator, right? This is the first change of offensive coordinator Lamar has had Absolutely. since he got into the league. So how do you think it'll be different? Yeah, I think it'll be, I think it'll be very different, man. Uh, you know, we spoke about this a little bit, man. It's, it's, they're going to be spreading guys out. Uh, they're going to be attacking guys differently in the pass game. But ultimately, man, I think, you know, what's kind of hasn't been spoken about, man, is uh, my guy, man, all-pro tight end Mark Andrews. Mm. Uh, what he's been able to do, what, you know, Todd Munkin was able to do as tight ends and on, on the college level, man. I mean, it was really special and so man I, I really feel as though uh, he's a guy that's really going to be able to take the next step as well and, and have crazy numbers and crazy production with the help outside from uh, guys like Odell man what he's doing Zay Flowers a great young player coming in uh, but it's going to be a great scheme I'm, I'm interested to see how it works out for him. Orlando you kind of touched on it I, the way kind of the way I've talked about your guys offense in the past was it was heavy 12 one back two tight ends or heavy 13 one back three tight ends and mm -hmm. you guys would shrink teams down with your formations right you'd get 
super condense their tight formations. Yeah. You create a ton of space, and you would either attack that space on the edge in the run game or the pass game. And I think now it's going to be a little bit like you said, way more spread out pre-snap. You'll create different kinds of space mm -hmm. and attack them both in the pass game and the run game. My question for you was, knowing Lamar, yeah. do you think that they'll live in that 11 personnel, one back, one tight end, three wide receiver? And do you think it allows him to be at his strongest being at the line of scrimmage, getting in and out of plays, yeah. changing route combinations? Do you think he's got the ability and yeah. the talent to do that at a really high level like the 2019 MVP season. Absolutely, man. I think that's what that's what I'm so interested to see is, you know, he's going to I know it's his first year in the system, but he's going to have that opportunity to be able to go out there and have that complete control over a real And you guys saw that with when you guys were together. Exactly. You guys didn't do a lot of that. No, correct? we didn't. We didn't. But we, we've always known that he's been capable of that, man. He's a quarterback in this league that's, you know, making millions of dollars doing what he does. And, you know, he's got an MVP to show for it, uh, you know, and the wins are there as well on his on his record but I mean he has all the tools and the ability to go out there and truly be somebody different that this league hasn't been able to see and man, I think the system is really gonna be able to help him out. I'm just really interested in seeing how these, change, these changes and there are going to be pretty massive changes do affect the run game because as you guys have been talking about if the Ravens do use more 11 personnel with the wide receivers on the field in some ways I think it's going to help the run game, not just the pass game, because of the spacing. You're finally going totally. to see Absolutely. some light boxes, which Lamar Jackson oh, yeah. has seen very few of during his time in Baltimore. But Orlando, yeah. the unsung heroes of this Baltimore team over the last few years have been Patrick Ricard. Even remember Nick Boyle was such a oh, good yeah. blocking mm -hmm. tight end. Yep. That's a big part of the reason why this rushing attack has been so dominant. So in your mind, do you think, well, the run game will benefit from all the space, or do you think you need to see kind of a mix of different personnel groupings to maximize the sort of the potential of what the Ravens do on the ground? Yeah, I mean, I think it's clear. You know, they're going to be in a lot of 11 personnel, one tight end, one back stuff, and they're going to spread guys out. They're going to create uh, nickel fronts, you know, four-man fronts and light boxes, and they're mm -hmm. going to force people to play a college-style offense with the space and things that Lamar's going to be able to do with his feet, with the talent that they have at the receiver position, with J.K. Dobbins and everything they'll be able to do, man. They've got an awesome left tackle, and my guy, Ronnie Stanley. Um, I think sky's the limit for what their offense can be, man. Uh, you know, I'll be interested to see how they put it together, how everything will work, but I do feel as though it'll be positive in the run game just with the way that things will be spread out. Real quick, one last quick mm -hmm. question. Yeah. As a passer. Yeah. What do we not know about Lamar that you do? Like, what, yeah. what, it, what about him as a passer is, is better than we, than we have an appreciation for? Yeah, I mean, I think, and it's kind of unspoken about, man, but, uh, you know, but just because he was a hindered in the system that he was in, sure. just the way that, you know, things were called. But, I mean, he has an incredible feel for the pass game. And you look at his numbers and what he's able to do, especially in between the numbers, on this level in tight windows, yeah. it's very, very difficult. Mm. Now, you know, you've been there. It's, it's, sure. it's still hard to throw, you know, outside the numbers. Sure. Very, very hard. But, you know, what he's able to do on this level in 2023, 2019, throwing that ball in between the numbers is special. And it's good. You only got to try and beat him at least twice yeah. uh, being in the division now. Right? <laughs> yeah, no, so no. that sounds like it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, anyway, we come back. Speaking of Orlando's new team, Joe Burrow has himself a new bodyguard. He's sitting right next to me. Orlando's going to explain why Joe's the perfect guy to protect Cincinnati's signal caller. He's a guy that kind of feels like he's been here for a lot longer than he has. He wants to be the best. And so it's really exciting when you are able to acquire a player like that.
10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Back on NFL Live, and our guest today has kept the jerseys clean for an impressive group of quarterbacks, starting all the way back in Norman, Oklahoma. He blocked for Heisman winner and first overall pick Baker Mayfield. Uh, even though Orlando Brown Jr. turned pro for the 2018 draft, he also spent a little time in college with Kyler Murray, who backed up Mayfield in 2017, which was Orlando's last year at OU. Then our new friend blocked for another superstar, spending his first three years in the NFL with Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. That, of course, included Lamar's outstanding 2019 NFL MVP season. For the last two years, he's been protecting Patrick Mahomes' blind side. You might notice a trend. Uh, his quarterback, again, was named the best player in the league this, uh, with Mahomes' MVP last year. Maybe that's good news for uh, Joe Burrow, who is the quarterback for whom Orlando Brown will be blocking this year. Bengals, obviously, a team with all kinds of Super Bowl aspirations. They went a couple years ago. They almost went last year. And the only person happier than Orlando about his new $64 million contract might be Joe Burrow, as you can see here. Over the last two years, including playoff games, Burrow has taken 30 more sacks, 30 more sacks than any quarterback in the NFL. Uh, that is uh, less likely to happen, I would think, now that he has the gentleman who's sitting next to me uh, protecting his blind side. I imagine that's a big reason why you're in Cincinnati is to help address that problem. So uh, <laughs> what do you think? What's it going to be like blocking for Joe Burrow? Man, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm coming on the good side of things as far as where they are offensively, man, schematically. Uh, I think believe how, um, you know, the run game and pass game will be able to match up where Joe is in his career. Um, you know, and they're right there on the cusp, man, of, of, of being, you know, a do very dominant team in this AFC. And obviously, you know, everyone's chasing uh, Kansas City and, and, and what they've been able to do. But, man, I'm, I'm really excited to have that opportunity, man, to get out there on Sundays mm -hmm. with him and and, and block, block my butt off. So. Yeah, I mean, like you talk about, and since you, you've only you've been there for part of the offseason, for, yep. for the offseason, but I got to believe that Cincinnati isn't scared of Kansas City, that they, that they oh, think they, yeah. you guys think you're good enough to beat them because they have. Yeah, not at all, man. I think, and that's that's uh, the motto, you know, that, that, that Coach Taylor lives by, man, is they got to play us. And, you know, I got the utmost mm. respect for the way that we work in Cincinnati. Um, it's, it's, an, it's an incredible approach. So last year, Patrick Mahomes got the ball out of his hands, the 22nd fastest mm -hmm. in the NFL. Joe Burrow was second. Yep. But I have a question. <laughs> you said something before that kind of piqued my interest when you were like, I'm excited to go from the system that I was in to the one that Cincinnati has, and you said, I'll be able to be more aggressive. Absolutely. Why and yeah. what does that actually mean? Mm. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, it's nothing against any talent that yeah, I play yeah. when in Kansas totally. City, but I mean, uh, offensive lineman's best friend in pass protection is an elite receiver. And I mean, with these guys in, in Cincinnati, uh, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, um, T. T, 
I mean, it's, it's truly special. And then when you pair them up in a system like we're in, man, what we're going to be able to do, um, everything is married. As we were talking about, you know, last year with a lot of things towards the end of the season for us in Kansas City, I was able to be more aggressive because a lot of the formations are married in the run game and pass game. And when you have that, it gives you that confidence. And, you know, man, where, where Joe takes his drops is uh, so much different from where Pat takes his drop. How? Uh, just <laughs> a lot more shallow. You know what I mean? It's yeah. a lot more shallow. And, yeah. you know, Pat... The field isn't 100 yards to him. It's 70 yards to him. So, you know what I mean? He could take those crazy drops and still complete those throws. Uh, you know, it's different for a lot of the quarterbacks in this league like Joe. But, uh, I mean, man, he's, he's, he's a lot more different uh, where he's arranged that in the pocket, and it gives me that freedom to go out there and really use my length. Real quick, MK. So, mm. it's, it's different. Like, Patrick navigates or mo- kind of Patrick moves the pocket. Yeah. You know, the pocket moves to where Patrick essentially wants to go. Exactly. Joe navigates the pocket. Exactly. How does that change for you? How does that change your job? Yeah, well, it just makes rushers have to rush through me now. Now, as opposed to having to play in a lot more space with guys on my edge, dealing with so much more people on my edge, yeah. guys got to rush through me because Joe isn't necessarily at, you know, 12 and a half, 13 yards sure. or certain drops. You know, yeah. he's going to be at seven and a half, getting the ball, mm. getting the ball out. You know, one of the things that I'm really interested in seeing, and I'm curious to hear Orlando's thoughts on this, is the continued evolution of the Bengals' run game. Because last year, Orlando, it really evolved as the season went on. And by the end of the year, and I think this was in part to make the passing attack and the run game blend together more, they were a shotgun team. They ran out of the gun on more than half of their snaps last season, mm-hmm. near the top of the NFL. They were near the bottom of the NFL the previous year. Another big change was, you remember uh, earlier in Zach Taylor's career in Cincinnati, 2021, they were almost exclusively wide zone. Yeah. Last season, you see more pulling action. They acquire an offensive tackle who comes from one of the best power run games in the NFL. So that gets my mind going. You might know him. Uh, What's next for this run game in Cincinnati? Like, how is it going to continue to evolve away from that just simple under center wide zone rushing attack we saw a few years ago. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you'll see a lot more gap runs, especially with Joe Mix, uh, how special a back he is, what he's able to do. Uh, I mean, you hit it on the nose kind of with everything, man. That's that's why I was brought in to, you know, put my big body on other big bodies. And that's what I do for a living. So, uh, but yeah, it'll be a lot, a lot more yes. power again. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it is amazing the number of different things. You talk about the receivers and then we finally mentioned Mixon, who's yep. been a, as good as anybody. Oh, so. Yeah. Yeah, look, we got time for one more thing. It's not about you. All right. I know, the whole show's been about you. Like this is about Michael Vick. Remember Michael Vick? <laughs> yeah. Today's his birthday. It's his 43rd birthday, birthday Michael nice Vick. Snap. So that's okay. reason enough to show some Michael Vick highlights. This is from 2002. It's a oh, tie yeah. game in overtime. Oh, yeah. Bye-bye. And, yeah. Bye-bye. Oh. So oh, I remember this. What yeah. I remember would this. it be like to block for this guy? And watch oh. this. Hey! Oh, man, probably incredible. <laughs> probably incredible. That's a walk-off, right? Yeah. You talk about, yeah. yeah this he was. even said after this play, he didn't even realize that the two Viking defenders that ran into each other actually did that because he was so fast. Yeah. No, he was way, he was already past them in his yeah. mind and on the field. So, yeah, he's a, he's a guy that, that's that special. A little bit like Lamar, I guess, maybe, with oh, yeah. the way he can run. Oh, yeah, that's the guy that innovated the, the quarterback position in that area, in my opinion, in today's game, man. Special. Yeah, he was something else. There's We're no the question about it. Happy so. birthday. Yeah, so Good happy dude. birthday, Good Mike dude. Vick. Yeah. And, um, 43. 43, I know. Wow. It's, it's how it goes. You start to feel old after a while. Thanks, Orlando, for Appreciate joining us. Great job today on NFL Great Live. Job, Thank We're you. back tomorrow.